0: Yeah man. What's up?
1: Uh nothing much. Um went to an office work after party. Uh yeah, it was cool. Um just nothing big.
0: Being social, huh?
1: Nah, they had free food and free alcohol, so of course I was going.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Can it yeah, Popeye chicken sandwich, they out of it.
1: They're done. I was gonna call you to tell you that. I was gonna send you a message too of the um, the tweet or whatever it was from Popeyes.
0: Yeah, uh, so, it was good. I just right. hope
1: they don't come back with low quality sandwiches, which is what tends to happen.
0: Yeah, they start they start off high and then it comes back high. So, so take us through a, a moment by moment uh, uh, recounting of your Popeyes chicken sandwich experience.
1: This so shit is not that deep, yo. Uh, <laughs> I just come from uh, North Carolina, so I had the Chick Fil A in memory in recent memory. And um, I tried this one. I ordered it. First off, it was sold out in four of the five five Popeyes that were on Uber Eats. Um, one had it in stock, um, but you had to buy the whole meal. You couldn't buy it individually. So we order it. There's a delay, so we're biting our fingers. No, nah, I'm joking. It wasn't that serious. <laughs> we were watching TV. And then finally, they, um, they came by and they brought it. Uh, I guess there's some sort of sauce that's supposed to be on it. Is that true? I don't know. I think it's like some sauce, but in the picture, this thing was drenched in the sauce. So for us, it was like a little dollop on the the bun, and I ate it, and it was pretty good. It was like they took a higher quality piece of chicken. They must have marinated it because it felt like the spice was in the meat, um, also on the crust, the breading on the outside, and it was, it was good. Um, I think it's better than the Chick-fil-A sandwich. I think it's better than the KFC chicken sandwich. Definitely better than the McDonald's chicken sandwiches. So I think it might be uh, number one. I think the hype is real. I think this is supply and demand. They just tugging people's chains to get them to buy them. But I, I really truly feel like everybody in recent memory is going to remember that very first delicious sandwich that they had, and they're going to come out and it's going to be lower quality. But people are going to still keep buying it because they're chasing that that first that first high, and they'll make money. Yeah.
0: So you basically described it like it was heroin or something.
1: I was thinking sex, but um, oh, yeah, yeah, same thing. Yeah,
0: That's funny because usually sex is my vice. So I don't know why I talked about drugs.
1: Uh, Maybe it was masturbation. I think it was masturbation. <laughs> that might have been what I was thinking of. Um, <laughs> Popeye's chicken sandwich
0: is like your first wet dream. You wake up confused but happy.
1: It's your first night.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if the marketing department is going to go for that. <laughs> uh Welcome to Microaggressive. Two friends, two coast, too much to talk about. BG in San Francisco. It's Jay from BK.
1: Dave Chappelle special. Did you see it?
0: No, I did not. I'm a huge Chappelle fan, but uh, I'm not hearing great things.
1: That's interesting. So I know that, I think it was Vice Magazine came out with an article saying you should not watch this uh, special, but people I talked to, you know, at work and friends, they enjoyed it. I did watch it. Um, I get where he was going with some of the stuff. Uh, I feel like some of it was just for shock value because... He can't really talk about anything else. Nah, I don't want to say it that way. He has done a great job of talking about other events and prior stand-ups. And I think, what else can you talk about but the uh, LGBTQ um, you know, movement as a whole? But it felt a little dragged. It felt a little too long. There were some things he was saying that just weren't as funny but I feel like the audience was laughing because it was Dave Chappelle saying yeah. it. Um, but there was some funny stuff, too. Mm-hmm. I think when he wasn't going that route and he was just being himself and just being funny, um, he was funny. But it seemed like uh, filler. Yeah. Yeah. Because he would never go deeper than the superficial topics he was talking about. Um. So, yeah, that's how I felt about I feel, it.
0: But you should watch it. I feel like he, he signed with that six special deal. This is like number four.
1: Oh, it is six. I didn't know it was six.
0: It was something, I thought it was. I thought it was six. I know he. This. I think this is number four. So I feel like at some point you run
1: yeah. out of momentum. Yeah. yeah he, he should just do a show or something. Um. I think that'd be cool. Or some skits and some shit.
0: Nah, I mean that takes a lot of work. I don't. I, I I think he's just on the. He's just on the the twilight. He's made that money. He yeah. doesn't need new fans at this point. All he can do is only downside for him, really.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. But, I mean, he cemented his position. Yeah. And um, like I said, when he's just being himself, uh, he's funny. Um, I remember a while back, though, that it was in the news that he was getting booed at these different um, sites that he was testing out these jokes. I guess these have to be the jokes that eventually made it into the um, into the show. But when he was getting um, these negative reviews, that was like two or three years ago. So I don't know if he's been working that material all that time or if he, I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, he's almost like he's, like, I feel like a lot of comedians get to this point where early in their career, you hear it, and it's like, oh, my God, they're so funny. And then later in their career, it's like, I heard this before. And it's like, oh, now that's just who you are. Like, Jerry Seinfeld, he is just a crotchety old New York dude. He's a dick sometimes. He's a dick. (laughs) dick,
1: You know, He's just some dick-headed shit. Early in his
0: career, just like, oh, man, observational humor. Oh, my God. Now he's just like, everything he sees, he just makes a dickhead comment about is not funny, and it's not funny after thirty years, so I feel like a lot of comedians they just like they find that lane and they just become you realize they weren't playing a character,
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 I hear what you're saying, yeah. and that's what people get for putting uh you know people on pedestals too, like you mentioned before, you think they can do no wrong, and then also, they don't write all that stuff, so like yeah. the Seinfeld that you liked on Seinfeld had some writers, you'll never know their names for the most part, yeah. who wrote all that shit. um, he riffed on some things, but the outline is is all um, and that's what people forget.
0: Oh, you need some like big traumatic shit to happen to you. Like Chris Rock getting divorced. <laughs> like mm-hmm. all of a sudden his whole shit, his shit was slightly different. Yeah. Yeah. Like he still talked about race and everything. He also talked about like cheating on his wife. Yeah. That's what happens. Have some dr- that dramatic shit happen to you. You get some new material. Like Chappelle having the whole Chappelle show shit. Like he has to come talk about that at first.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's talked about everything. He's covered everything up to even his kids. Yeah. Kids, family, I'd be curious to hear him talk about his wife, although I guess that's like off the uh, record yeah. commentary, but like how they met and all that stuff. Because I know somebody who is friends with her and him, and she says that uh, they're very cool, and the lady's really nice. Um, I think that's the last thing I can think of that he hasn't discussed. Uh, but yeah, it's it's like when Jay-Z and any rappers back in the day when they're hungry on that first album, you're like, yeah, I'm feeling this. And then they start making money and they're rhyming about the same shit they were doing twenty years ago. And you're like, B, like, <laughs> we're not in the same place right now. I don't want to hear you bragging about this stuff. You you're driving like a bent.
0: It's like Pusha T or Freddie Gibbs still talking about selling Coke. It's like you have not sold Coke in a long time. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, do something new, man. Yeah, man. Get some new hobbies. Talk about yeah. pushing that Tesla.
1: <laughs> um I sent you this thing about Dallas Austin. Did you play that video? Oh, no, not yet. Sorry. (laughs) So I gave you the summary. Dallas Austin, obviously TLC fame, producer, drumline, all that stuff. Um, He produced that whole first Boys to Men album. um, And I think because he had signed a bad contract, he only got $1,500 for producing that entire thing, which was like a a, a platinum album um, with some of the most memorable songs uh, that I think everybody would know if you played them on the radio. Um, so he's talking about how boys to men were assholes, essentially after that first album came out, mm. and um they got real arrogant and they got real cocky real quick. and one time, uh babyface, who did, what did he do? I'll make love to you and end of the road. So I think end of the road was on the first album, and he wrote that for him, and that was their biggest um hit. He came up to them, and after they got all this fame and said, Look, I have the song, I want to play for you." Um, and he starts singing it and he sings out the whole song and it's I'll make love to you and they heard it and they're basically like what is this like I don't want to play this garbage like I don't want to sing this and they basically tell Babyface they're not looking to go in that direction and the manager hears and is like what the fuck <laughs> that's, that's Babyface like everything he touches turns to gold so you better sing that album I'm mean, sing that song and he did and it became a huge hit but Dallas Austin was talking about how the attitude change was so dramatic that he didn't want to work with them on any further albums and I always wondered what happened with Boys to Men because they were at the top and all of a sudden you just saw them less and less and they were doing like these random weird pockets of shows, but they weren't commanding the same attention. Yeah. And I wonder if it was just their attitude that just shot themselves in the foot and just messed it up for themselves. And most importantly, the disappearing fourth member. Oh yeah, he died or he got abducted or he died. People used to say he died. We could easily verify this. <laughs> I, I choose not to. <laughs> no, it's, it's funny this way. Um, but uh, people were like, oh, uh, why is he walking around with the cane? Then it was like, oh, he can't walk anymore. And then it was like, he can't perform anymore because like the uh, the cancer got too bad or like they had to amputate his foot and all sorts of crazy shit. Absolutely right. We can just we go can online and figure, this out. and figure this out. But it's funny. Yeah. I, I
0: it's don't fun. want to know, but uh, <laughs> our condolences if you are uh, no longer
1: alive. Laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't hear this, but uh, yeah, our condolences. No,
0: they get our, our podcast in heaven. Oh hell, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but yeah, Boyzmen had that uh, Vegas residency.
1: They did. Um, they, yeah, they still might. I think I remember that. And I saw Sean Stock, Stockman Stockton. I forget his last name. He was on some voice show or, or something at that point. Is that the? But uh, is that the like pudgy one, the short pudgy one. No, that was the skinny one. Oh, okay. The short pudgy one was oh. Wanye because my sister had a crush on him. He did that song Broken Hearted with uh, Brandy, Brandy that I hated at the time. I hated that song, but it started on loop. And I remember going through my first like uh, moment of getting essentially dumped, basically. And I remember <laughs> playing that song on loop. And I was like, oh, now I get it. Like Now I, now I get what they're talking about. And it became a, a favorite song of mine, a favorite Brandy song of
0: mine. So I feel like a few weeks ago, we did uh, fav- uh, best breakup songs. What are the songs, not, I guess, post breakup, like when you're just deep in your feelings, you just put it on loop. Mine was like all of Sade's catalog, <laughs> like mm. all of high school. That's when I got deep in Sade, man. Everything she's, everything she did is a
1: yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. For me, it was uh, Al Green. So my mom and grandmother would always play al green every once in a while but they weren't killing it and um when i got to high school same thing going through some shit with a with a girl and all of a sudden all of his songs made sense (laughs) like you're singing the words because they sound good and you like the harmony and all of a sudden you're like oh yeah i feel that way i get it i get it and that's when i really like really got into him and i had like a greatest hits album and i went through all of his albums and that's when he officially became my favorite uh my favorite singer
0: but I feel like for our generation, I don't know. there was like a lot of sad R and B, but it was like whining R and B. It was like that mm. Joe era, and it was like Black Street, Don't leave me, girl. Like honestly, I don't know.
1: Please don't go, Babyface. I'm not Babyface. Uh, Boys to Men. Please don't go. I'm putting that on a, the list. Wait, I thought pl- that was a good song. I thought
0: Please Don't Go was Black
1: Street nah please don't go away from me mm. we can work it out yeah
0: okay. that's boys oh
1: the the best
0: song because you could just wall out with the singing off key uh carl thomas i wish
1: oh yes yeah always a cloud, crowd pleaser excuse me
0: and uh um, and cupid by 112 that you no know, now, now now i'm like playing back my like playlist from my uh, depressed days uh 112 <laughs> cupid
1: Hmm. so these are like uh songs where you know you're you know the relationship's not going the right way oh but it's not a breakup song is that what you're saying no this is That's like this criteria? is like post
0: the breakup this is like when you're just like feeling it deep
1: uh,
0: yeah okay. it's like okay it's like it's like not only did they put the knife in you they twisted mm-hmm. it a little bit Got and you're just it. like Got why it. why and i wish i never met her at all very true exactly yeah all right. What did you uh, think of... Uh, did you watch the Missy Elliott joint on um, MTV?
1: I did. Um, and you know what? I was watching it, and I was thinking to myself... First of all, she kept the energy up, um, just like her videos. So that was cool to see. Um, it was always interesting. I wasn't getting bored with the performance, and I don't didn't feel bored with the med, Excuse me, medleys. Um, and I do get annoyed with that when people try to pack a whole bunch of their songs in, and it doesn't hit the right way. Yeah. But for her, as I was entertained... Um, I was thinking to myself, damn, like if she did a concert, I think I would pay money to go see her, but just because of the stage presence and performance that she put on. And I was thinking to myself, who else even now is doing something like that where I, me, would want to actually pay money to see him? And I couldn't think anybody. And she's been doing this for like 20 years with that same vibe. So I thought it was cool to see. Um, I liked it. I liked it.
0: Yeah. If Sade ever tours again, I will be the first on line. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to, shout out to Mr. Sade. These youngins don't know.
1: They should know. Um, It was funny. I was talking to these people at work and two people are um, like Kanye groupies to the truest sense of the word. They were like, oh, he's a genius. If he was standing right here, I'd be shaking. I wouldn't know what to say. I would freeze up. And it's weird when, (laughs) I don't know, it's weird looking at young people. And I guess we were that way with, who were we? Who do we idolize like that? That we just thought was the world. And they're just Uh, entertainers but you're kind of lured in by the the branding and the marketing um
0: uh, uh, i mean we were into like the grimy gutter hip-hop where like you probably run into them on a train so they weren't like idolized yeah Uh,
1: yeah i can't think it's like
0: i like i'm pretty sure i saw some of the rappers i liked (laughs) on a bus (laughs) like in brooklyn um i don't know i guess that's probably like it i'd probably geek out on somebody like I don't know.
1: Like, I don't know. I don't think there was anybody for us. I don't think so. I remember when we went to that uh, Jay Z concert at Jones Beach. Did we see Jay Z? I think so. At uh, Jones Beach was that yeah. yeah. And I was like, eh? Yeah. and that was my favorite <laughs> rapper. So I was still like, damn, like this is mad far to come all the way out to Jones Beach, and this thing is mad tired, like <laughs> he can barely breathe.
0: <laughs> yeah, Jay Z's breath control has gotten better, but it was horrible. Jay Z's live show yeah. was so bad. I was thinking of uh this is probably gonna be like a music episode. I was thinking of uh you know how you just had those those song lyrics or those verses you just love so much and you just kept them in your head forever. Uh yeah, absolutely. So uh Big Pun's verse off of uh uh one A seven, uh Dead in the Middle, of Little Italy, uh
1: Little did I know that the middleman the middleman who didn't do that. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Tongue twister it's like that.
0: The shit that you tried to memorize and be really cool and like rap back to your friends, which made me think about this classic story from high school, which you'll remember. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, our high school, which was mostly uh, rich white people, just another way to say it, mm-hmm. um, and some were really into hip hop. All good. Mm-hmm. Hip hop is for everybody. A lot of early hip hop had a lot of influences mm-hmm. from 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 our white brethren. Um so because we were some of the few black kids and like we DJ'd and shit, people would like come up to us and like, you know, like, oh, did you hear that new whatever? And they start rapping. Yeah. And it's like blah 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 with my finger on the trigger and I would just I would just smile. I'm like, Oh man, are they gonna do it? Are they gonna keep going? And then they rapping and they start rapping slower. And then they look you in the eye, like, is it okay? Can I say it? Can I say the word? And then they would just stop. Be like, nah, nah, keep going. I don't know. It. I don't know. It. Yeah, keep going. What's What's next? What's next?
1: <laughs> As you pound your fist into your <laughs> It's
0: like, yeah, what's that next lyric? What rhymes would Trigger?
1: Huh? Huh? <laughs> um, man.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, I remember that. And remember the dude that would, um, back when I was rocking Kangals, because I was I was on that fresh shit. And, and he went and to he,
1: basically buy his style. He
0: bought the hat off my head. Literally, yeah. he paid me more than I had paid for the hat. So I'm like, all right, you want my, like, snelly hat. But because I like the hat so much, I went back to this spot and got it again. And then I rocked it the next day. He's like, yo, why are you rocking the hat? I was like, it was mine first. <laughs>
1: If that is not a, a perfect, uh, example of, uh, how culture gets stolen, <laughs> black culture is stolen. And I don't know what else. Yeah. Basically he, That's, uh, he
0: overpaid me for my hat because I made it authentic and hot. And I was like, it's still hot. I'm still going to rock it. And he gets mad that I'm rocking the hat that he literally took off my head.
1: Yeah. yeah. That was an implicit. He was, he was buying the style. He wasn't buying the property. Yeah, man. Um, but that's funny that she did that. I remember that kid too. Uh yeah, yeah I remember.
0: That. Yeah, shout out to him. But there were some um there were some rappers, some dudes from our school who became underground rappers. Mm-hmm. And actually not bad. Mm-hmm. Shout out to them.
1: Yeah, I can't hate yeah. them. Especially I think one of them, he'd been doing it since high school. So yeah. you know, he stuck with it. It wasn't like a he wasn't a bystander a spectator
0: yeah and they actually did that really um one of the albums they dedicated to uh our English teacher who passed away rest in peace mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah so yeah you know so while it might sound like i'm hating i'm not <laughs> but that one dude who bought the hat off my head uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i I, I, really, I really wish i could flip some shit like that now mm. like what 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 have i blessed that is so cool that someone wants to pay me more nothing absolutely nothing
1: nothing anymore everything's so accessible fucking amazon
0: (laughs) fucking instagram b Mm, like buy you like buy the outfit you buy the whole style
1: yeah we're yeah we're so weird i think people talk more about themselves now but strive to be like everybody else like you're not really you don't really want to be an individual you just want to follow the trends everybody has some fucking caption on their uh instagrams or whatever it is on some Alana's. Alana
0: it, 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 is is Vilgana, Vizliant.
1: Yeah, her. You know the, fuck <laughs> the, the Oprah, yeah. the Oprah friend. Everybody has some like insight in life, and then nobody's doing the right shit. <laughs> but they oh, memorize all. Oh, those quotes. Jay, that sounds
0: like one of her quotes. You gotta, you oh, gotta, you gotta say it though with her attitude.
1: Uh, this is what we sell. This, <laughs> this is, is it. it? this is the new product is it? Yes. so we're like the we we're book. like
0: the black male hipster blipster version of uh old black woman wisdom yeah because remember then i mean obviously. there are no losses in life there are only lessons
1: <laughs> i wonder if i could just um ironically come out with a book and title it like you know the answer to all life's problems oh, of and it's all blank pages <laughs> except for one page in the middle, and it just says in big letters, "Get over it." And I sell it for twenty dollars. And then people think it's dumb, but then some people think it's ironic, and then some people buy it and really believe that it's artistic. And then I make a lot.
0: So here, here's what we're gonna do: we make a book, and every chapter has like a question, right? So it would be like, "Who is the great? Who has the most strength in the world?" And in chapter one, mm-hmm. right? And then it's blank page, blank page, blank page. You get to the last page. One word, you. Period.
1: <laughs> and give me my thirty Chapter two.
0: <laughs> what do you need out of life? Blank mm-hmm. page. Blank page. Blank page. Last page. Respect. <laughs> I like it's real. It. I, I think it's real powerful. I, I Some it. powerful shit right yeah. here. Yeah. I'll, it's Condensed.
1: Yeah. Condensed. Eliana. 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 No, it's not Eliana. It's not Eliana. I don't know. That sounds right. It's I-Y-A-N-L-A, Ayanla.
0: You know what it reminds no. me of? Uh, you've heard of the um, uh, conductor or not, con- yeah, conductor or uh, composer, composer rather, uh, John Cage. No. Um, so John Cage's most famous piece of work is this uh, song called Four Minutes, 33 Seconds, and he composed it for uh, he composed it for piano. And uh-huh. the performance is you go out, you sit at the piano, you open up, the the whatever you sit there for four minutes and 33 seconds and then you close it and you get up and you leave and that's that's the composition four minutes 33 seconds and like people were like what the fuck was this (laughs) like you were like going crazy right but it's just kind of like it's what is that the what do they say this the the pauses are as important as the notes Mm
1: -hmm. you got to listen what's what's in between
0: them exactly that's that's so for four minutes and thirty seconds you made your own song mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so all those blank pages so our editor at our major publishing house is going to give us a big advance it's gonna be like what is this it's like what do you need it to be exactly
1: or we can can shit because there was an artist that canned his own shit and it was he found out the weight of gold and he shitted the same amount into these different uh Tin can, shit it or shat, and he put it up as an art piece. Shit it or shat. He shat, it's shat, shat. It's shat. It's shat. It shat. That just sounds right. Uh he shat into these tin cans, and um, he made a art piece. And I think somebody bought it, but um, mm. ironic art. I feel like that's that's the way. This is remember.
0: Uh, this is art class in high school. uh we had to. So this is like the most bougie thing. Remember an art. In high school and we went to art class and the, we had to go to the Guggenheim. Um, but that was what we had to do. Yes. And we had to go yes. to the Guggenheim and go look at those like abstract paintings, it's like the one that's like all white on canvas, and then mm-hmm. come back to school and debate whether or not it was art. Yeah. I hate those. But yeah. Times. Welcome to private school education. Anybody out there thinking it's Because the private school. Um, no, I'm joking. Actually, that type of thinking is the more you start building that that muscle early the better but yeah sometimes it's just like you did what now you went and you stared at a painting that was blank like oh, yeah you paid a lot of money for this tuition
1: <laughs> to bring it back to art though <laughs> and feces uh there was this <laughs> machine that they made at a museum um and it was basically a, a factory a conveyor belt where you put in real food and it goes through this conveyor belt and like the right acids from the stomach or that are similar to acids in the stomach break it down and then compress it and squash it. And then at the end of the conveyor belt, it's uh, it's it's processed food. It's feces. And um, it was an art show and people would go and it made all of the same smells. And the idea was to show you that, yes, we're all embarrassed by this act that we do, but it's really mechanical and everybody does it and it all comes out the same way. They turned around in those dumps that were coming off the conveyor belt they um shrink wrapped and they sold it for like 20 something dollars and they made money in the uh museum you know gift shop so again yeah <laughs> i think this is our this is our our realm yeah this is, some way we need to incorporate that this is either
0: gonna be our most listened to episode or least I, i'm excited for the possibilities uh, did you see oh you sent me that thing where like spotify has this new thing where anyone can make a podcast
1: yeah, which they are already yeah, doing.
0: I just want to put it out there uh, that yeah, we put a lot of work into this. This is not just clicking one button. We we have high fidelity audio. There are there's <laughs> editing that goes into this. Bought
1: this fucking yeti.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we bought nice microphones. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: there's a lot of editing that comes. It sounds like a coherent conversation for your listening ears. It is not when we record it. There's a lot of editing, uh, seamless editing. You don't even know. Magicians, wizard of Oz shit. But yeah, man, podcast for everything, Uh, whatever, everyone's, everyone, because everyone's ideas are important. That's chapter eight right there. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like if we put our mind to it, we could probably come up with like a pop song in the, in the time it takes us to record one of these episodes.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. We
0: could write the lyrics because, you know, there's like, it's mechanical. I mean, they used to have the bro building in New York where, was it um Neil Diamond or some of those dudes like they like got their Barry Manlow. That's where they got their sh- start just like sitting there writing pop songs that were going on the radio. but it's gotta have a, it's gotta be like three minutes and 12 seconds max or some shit. It's gotta have a bridge. It always mm-hmm. helps if it has something that is like universally like guttural that people can sing along to like la 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 mm-hmm. or like a eh, eh, eh. you know like mm-hmm. think of all those like songs they play at baseball stadiums and shit. Um, you know, it's got actually, the lyrics have to be so simple that you can't disagree with it. It's like, sometimes when I see you makes me sad, blah, 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 Mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. That is bad. Like, it has to be something like, like that. I feel like we could make, we could make a song.
1: I don't doubt you at all.
0: That should be a we should we should that should be our challenge for a future episode. Get get some uh get some liquid uh inspiration and then we we just make a song. And then, you know, we make we make you gotta have you gotta have a good drum that people can clap along with mm-hmm. and like uh, a simple ass melody that is just kind of like a mirror, like do doo-doo-doo-doo, do 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 do. Like something like
1: uh I get it, but not yeah, that not one. that one. <laughs>
0: Yeah, this is this is how it starts. This is how the empire starts. We got the multimedia, omni channel, um, you know, brand building, microaggressive, um mm-hmm. the book, the pop song. The feces. The feces.
1: <laughs> it's the easiest thing to make. That's why I'm staying on it. Like, it like I make itself. it every day. You know, you I mean?
0: <laughs> know. But if it's that easy, it was to, that make, easy right? to make why is it special when you make it? Mm.
1: Cause it's a one-on-one. It's it's uh I'll never make another one on this day at this moment, at this time, with this this uh colon.
0: With that Popeye chicken sandwich.
1: It was good though. It was good. <laughs> Believe the hype. Believe the hype.
0: So what pissed me off is that like I'm sending you pictures from SF with like all these crazy ass lines. I'm just like, yo, I went to like, I just happened to walk by like three Popeyes. I was like, all this shit is like super crazy. And then you sent me a fucking picture of the sandwich in your house. It's not even
1: It was funny because I didn't even really think about that sandwich. I was like, oh, it's all hype. And then you sent it and I'm like, well, shit, I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm not going online, but Uber's here. So why not? Um, it was It was satisfying. <laughs> Definitely. I
0: feel I feel upset because I put you onto it, but I didn't get to enjoy it.
1: Yeah. It's sad, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> It'll never be the same now. <laughs> just so you know. Oh, you know what? Um, did you see the the video of these idiots? <laughs> there was uh there were these guys who went and bought <laughs> so dumb. They went out just like flipping sneakers and they bought a whole bunch of these sandwiches and they're standing outside of the Popeyes trying to flip them. But nobody's buying like secondhand sandwich from some some idiot off the street, like right outside the Popeyes. Who cares? Like once it leaves that little that little warmer, it's 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 but that's
0: not true. And Remember that lady in LA? Because that's what kicked off this whole sandwich shit. There was that lady in LA who's buying Popeye's chicken and putting it on a plate at her own restaurant. Oh
1: yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right.
0: And then she's like, Well, my the ethos of our restaurant is we just find the finest ingredients. <laughs> so it's like you can't you Bullshit. can't you can't fry chicken so you just bought some shit and marked it up that's like me selling a kangol to the dude at school
1: <laughs> damn that's a good scheme though yeah, man
0: no honestly i hope my life never comes to me like trying to flip chicken sandwiches
1: <laughs> it depends because if you have the best one you could really make money there's some corn <laughs> this, is, this is random but again, I'm not bringing it back to my previous topic, but um, there's this corn that's in Long Island, and it's at a stop and shop, and it is the sweetest corn that I've ever had in my life. It tastes like there's sugar in it, and there's this guy on Ocean Avenue who makes this hot corn, this spicy corn that you know, he, he boils with spices, and it has a little burn in your mouth, and it tastes good, but his corn is shitty. <laughs> so if I just... <laughs> Figure out what's in his sauce, his uh, his broth, and combine that with this sweet corn. I feel like I could charge six, seven dollars, maybe eight dollars for uh some corn and make money. Wait, you think
0: that. you live in San Francisco? You can't charge seven dollars for a corn.
1: Um, you can because there's there's a place here. I was at a restaurant, I think, and um, somebody did order corn. It was, a, it was corn with some freaking like mayonnaise and cotilla. Is it cotilla cheese yeah. on it? I think. Yeah, it's a,
0: it's a and, big uh, thing in Mexican culture. That's what you eat. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. It was it was like $7. Um, so if I just open up a truck and just do it during the summer with the sweet ass corn and this spicy shit and sell it over here by the park, man, I'd make a lot of money. And corn is how much? Broth, like some fucking peppers and some sauce and some salt and pepper, some water in a big ass pot. Like that's, that's low. Okay, so this
0: is, this uh, is what happens with like problem. any drug you get a good supply, but let's say they run out of sweet corn. Then what you need to do is learn how to cut it. Why don't you just boil the corn in sugary water?
1: Oh yeah. That'd be the backup in the the winter months. But I mean, yeah, yeah. It's not hard <laughs> and corn is cheap. I think I bought like 10, 10 ears of corn from that stop and shop for $2 uh and if i charge what did i say eight dollars for it
0: the more we talk the more i'm feeling like if we had like a a thermometer it'd be like most listened to episode or least listened to we are literally talking about the price of corn like this shit is going
1: (laughs) no no the price of corn to make money that's what i'm saying we're gonna make money we
0: are we are uh credits to our race and our families we have high school degrees college degrees we have advanced degrees jay and we are, ta- are, we are, are talking. about are selling corn
1: marrow for $24, and we can't get in on the action?
0: Oh, like, like a bone broth soup?
1: Yeah, what bullshit Man, is that? I, <laughs> Nobody used to eat I, bones. I have, so I I have some
0: friends me. that have some stomach issues. Bone broth is something they
1: swear by. Why don't you just drink some water or get a bouillon cube and throw it in? Like, what are you really getting? <laughs> I, I can't. Is it the cost of slicing that bone down the middle when they present it? I can't
0: speak to this, Jay. But I don't that, know. I don't know, Jay.
1: It's, that's been the biggest scam, I feel like, in recent memory when it comes to food. About the Popeye sandwich. <laughs> it's that bone marrow I don't
0: know. It feels like something Lena Dunham probably tweeted and then Mary got on it.
1: Don't even talk. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about that. I, I went on a rant about that girl. Uh, uh, she, you know, went to the same sort of school that we went to in the same neighborhood and uh... I feel like I know her and I can't stand her. We went
0: to school with her, because we almost did. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I think that's like, it's like certain trigger words, you know? (laughs) It's like, like, this episode will have, like, (laughs) we should put that at the front of this episode, like, this episode will mention Lena Dunham. (laughs) Yeah. Did you hear about that, dude? Um, I know you're not, like, the biggest sports fan, but uh, Andrew Luck, the uh, quarterback who retired out of nowhere. And, uh, like, I and, like everyone's booing him yeah. and stuff. And your man's like, I'm 29 years old. I've been in pain for years. Like, mm. I'm retiring. I'm living a good life. He's like, I have no passion for this anymore. And then people on Twitter is like, talking about being tired? My, my dad's a truck driver. You play football. It's like, one, your dad's probably tired, too, and probably wants to retire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah your dad's not getting hit by 300 pound people for an hour
1: yeah i kind of want to keep your brain intact so you can enjoy life um that's dumb but i mean i'm sure if he's willing to do that hopefully he's gonna turn off his social media and just like live his life and get away from yeah all that i don't i don't knock anybody trying to make that decision especially in sports uh yeah it's a great decision good luck to him andrew yeah man
0: and uh yeah so all these like that's the thing with sports man like at some point you were just a spectator feeling like you own somebody's life choices. It, it starts to feel a little too close to uh, the S word. I won't say it. Yeah. Cause it obviously didn't yeah. happen. Um, <laughs> Cause yeah, no one's family has any, has any connection to it. It's shocking how that happened.
1: Yeah. They must all went back to, uh, to England. Yeah. Is that the hypothesis?
0: Yeah. We just went for a swim and ended up here. We just went for a long-ass swim. You know what I mean? Oh, we're real good at marathons. So your man is just like, they just went for a long run and somehow went across the Bering Strait next to Sarah Palin's house. And uh, then we ended up in Mississippi.
1: <laughs> Sarah Palin, did she hook up with that basketball player? Uh, Glenn, Glenn Rice. Yeah. yeah. She was kind of cute back in the day. I would, uh, <laughs> Yeah.
0: Yeah, I feel like we've had this conversation. I don't know if we've had it on the podcast. So, so you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a limb here. You may or may not, you know, maybe from time to time, uh, you know, per, peruse an adult uh, entertainment option.
1: Yeah. You know, <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> say more. Um, <laughs> let's say there was a there was a performer because they are performers. Mm-hmm. Um, who you really enjoyed their work. But then, you know, you you find, you know, maybe stumble across a Twitter feed or just hear them say something like really, really ignorant or really racist or really like, Mm -hmm. you know, big fan of the current president. Before Mm -hmm. you knew this, though, you were very uh, enthused by their work, Uh, a, a big fan. What do you do? Do you... To use you stop supporting this performer's work now that you know who they really are?
1: No, nah, because I think people <laughs> in the real world—they have—you can have sex with people you don't necessarily like that much, um, and still, you know, hook up with somebody. So I don't see it as being any different <laughs> um, than like a one-night stand. Essentially, like I don't know your your political views, but I'm trying to trying to do something tonight, you don't You don't and- ask
0: about that first.
1: Hell no. I don't know. I don't like talking about that with my friends like <laughs> just a, it's a boring I topic. To I need me. to
0: know I need to know which god you 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 worship. I would like to know your political views and when's the last time you got tested for STIs. <laughs> and, nah, and if we get 2 out of 3 of those right, we good. <laughs> <laughs> jokes, jokes, jokes. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's like any actor or any musician, you know, they get they're allowed to entertain you, but then like you're just like, oh, that person's an idiot. Or like, uh, oh, I don't really like what that person's saying. You might still enjoy their work. But then like we have this weird moral compass, right? We've talked about, you know, the R. Kelly's and the Bill Cosby's, Roman Polanski's, Woody Allen's. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of to me, it degrades the work to a certain degree. Like I can't I can't dissociate the performance and the performer from who they are once I know that. So
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess. <laughs> You're probably not being that. I, I think I can. No, I think I can. Um, you, I can compartmentalize stuff. and
0: <laughs> For the right reasons.
1: Oh, so yeah, uh, family reunion. We were talking about this before. Um, Stepping the Name of Love came on. And I <laughs> had some uncles who were dancing because one guy's from Chicago and he loves stepping. So every family reunion, he steps. I was bobbing my head. He was killing it. <laughs> and he was doing it to a, a cool ass beat. So yeah. What if they just played
0: the What if they just played the instrumental? What if they didn't have the lyrics?
1: But then I can't sing, so <laughs> you hum. Nah, you got to sing. But um, I didn't feel any type of way, and in that moment, I wasn't thinking about what he did. I was thinking, "Damn, this should is, <laughs> is good. It's a good ass song." Yeah. So I think I can compartmentalize stuff. Um, and then if they're they're her political views aren't guiding her performance
0: uh, maybe uh she's uh, good it at what she does. depends on the genre, my friend. Yeah.
1: Uh, oh, okay. Okay. I get what you're saying. Um, maybe in that case. <laughs> I get why you're saying that. Me, I think I could get by. Hey,
0: I, could, I mean. I power through. <laughs> for the culture. For the culture. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. No one is listening to this right now. No one.
1: Uh well, we're recording it, so. <laughs> You're right, but um, somebody might. Uh,
0: they they probably stuck with us for the first like half hour, and they're probably like, "What
1: is this?" <laughs> uh,
0: you only need the first few minutes for it to count as a listen. Thank you.
1: <laughs> is that true? Oh no.
0: no, something like that. I think so. <laughs> I
1: thought it was like Netflix. You have to get through like thirty. What is it? Thirty or sixty percent before they can track it as a uh, a Don't view. Don't that. <laughs> <laughs> Just put it on and walk away. You don't have to exactly. Listen. That's the
0: beauty of the so, podcast. Just put this on while you're like walking to the train and uh
1: Or while you're not in the apartment. Just <laughs> let it play for your exactly. Net. That's how we get those Spotify like numbers voices. up. That was actually
0: a hack people were doing when Spotify first started. They'd make a song called like um you know, like sleep Silence, like right? sleep. <laughs> it's just a blank ass song. And then you'd be like get you all know, cause it's like fractions of a penny. You get enough of that, you get a few dollars. hmm That's true. Yeah. I feel like there was no unifying topic that we discussed tonight, or no deep, deep thing. Species and silence
1: and sade. I feel like the last
0: few episodes, like we had like one big topic. It was like first relationships. We were, like, so I know, so birds of the bee. I oh, don't know. I feel like we didn't have one.
1: Well, the topic is like your book, like our book, is whatever people feel when they hear this uh, this podcast. Yeah maybe you think about your life choices and why you're listening to this podcast and what else you could be doing with your life or or maybe you want to be an entrepreneur or maybe you took somebody's hat you took somebody's can go back in the day and you realize you're an asshole who co ops culture mhm
0: except you're very lucky we didn't just have an hour of silence and then just say fill in your own podcast
1: yeah. mhm
0: well for some for some yeah. people who might have this on mute at this point <laughs> <laughs> Probably <laughs> an <hour of> <laughs> the podcast is becoming self aware we know that people are listening. I try not to I know you it,
1: if there's anybody listening,
0: <laughs> I get surprised sometimes uh that i i I have to remind myself it's like, oh, uh, we are entertaining some people or teaching people.
1: I'd honestly like to say more shit, but um you know we have we have reputation stuff' be p c yeah. enough, yeah. yeah.
0: We still have day jobs because y'all ain't listening to us enough. If y'all want the real uncut microaggressive, let's make this money.
1: <laughs> Pay my student loan.
0: So we could retire. <laughs> and then you get it real. There was no coherence to this episode. Uh, no coherence. That's it's okay. Right. Uh, I feel I I'm, I'm like trying to get to like something that is like hard hitting, interesting.
1: Uh, <laughs> it's not that it's deep not that, that there deep. it is that's the yeah. title and that's that's the thing it's not that deep it's not that deep that's the last page yeah, of our chapter, book. chapter 20 is it
0: that deep <laughs> blank 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 no, no. <laughs> yeah i actually want to write this book i feel like we could do it it's like it's like you, people it, that write those it, like blog articles that then get like viral and then they create a whole like persona around it's like that one dude But think mark manson um he wrote a blog post like a few years ago it was like the subtle art of not giving a fuck and mm-hmm. if you read it it's like you know it's some like pretty good advice but it's also kind of obvious right and it's like there's only two answers in like fuck yes and no if it's not a fuck yes it's a no and it's like oh yeah you know it's a good way to live and then like you know because i only know what's popular these days by what i, I see way too many people have on dating apps their <laughs> dating profiles mm-hmm. So people are like it's not a fuck yes, it's a no. Like subtle art of not giving a fuck. And I'm just like, I looked it up one time. Like your man's got like a whole website. Your man's got like speaking engagements oh, yeah, Ted, yeah. It's all Ted talks. Talks. and TED, talks. I'm just like, yeah. off of one blog post for real. Okay, yeah. I can do this. It's yeah, yeah. microaggressive fortune cookies. What if we did that?
1: Then you got to make that's the cookie, true though. cookies. Cut the paper. Yeah. Or... That's true. You got that's We got to go
0: digital. We got to save the money yeah
1: um we got to do like like i said bodily functions tears let's sell tears, tears. oh mm. yeah remember like that whole white tears yeah. thing <laughs> <You> <laughs> That's sell, not like a bottle of violet not tears funny. some saline and a...
0: i feel like we gotta what is the what is the upwardly mobile black male version of gwyneth paltrow's goop you, you know how like she sells all those like healing crystals and like vagina rejuvenators and like all this shit and she's making money and she has like fucking like fan conferences and like like i actually respect her hustle because she's just like on her own shit and people follow it and i'm just like what can we do what is like what is the version of us selling our kango hat now
1: i think i told you if you go back and listen to the podcast (laughs) i I can't uh, reiterate (laughs) sorry sorry
0: all right so we're gonna have the microaggressive version of goop
1: I saw a lady with that handbag um, or tote. It was a goop tote, and I was thinking to myself, "Why would you? Why would you advertise that you support this the stupidness that she does?"
0: All right, so look out for the microaggressive Christmas album um, with a brand new uh, holiday song um, singles single coming, coming soon. soon. Maybe around Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> what do we listen to this week? We had so many options. Is it the deepening your feelings breakup songs? Is it? boys to men songs
1: is it uh there'll be a boys to men song yeah right. we got the car thomas we got the cupid 112 i wish um please don't go boys to men um i don't want to do any more boys to men because that sets a whole vibe yeah. but uh i'll try to lean towards those criteria you just mentioned
0: i feel like i want happy yeah. music i feel back. like i want happy music though i don't want like this deep
1: sad shit well there's a happy breakup song we could do like um Andre, roses, but then yeah, that's kind of yeah, like, it's, it's eh. too on the nose, but, but it's it goes easy. back to your yeah. whole
0: poop theme. So maybe that's why you said it, sir. Mm.
1: Mm. See? See? see, see, that's what I'm saying. You just talk long <laughs> enough and <laughs> you'll get there. it always, always get connects. Right. Same old shit <laughs> is the title of this. Oh,
0: same old shit. Okay. Oh, see?
1: okay. All right. does, uh, All right. Yeah. You just switch, you just open the window and let let God in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Iljana <Vizeland. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> uh Yeah, what have we learned this week? I don't think we learned anything this week. Uh, we, didn't we didn't learn, learn anything shit. this week. <laughs> 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 this, will be, this, will, this will be a first. We're just going to call this one an L. We learned nothing this week. Um, but mm. same old shit. Same old shit. Mm-hmm. I'm actually, I'm very proud. This is going to happen. We do the episode where we make a pop song at the very end. It's all going to be beautiful because our words are so dutiful.
1: Oh, oh. <laughs> Worth Don't don't let that heat out yet. Yeah, <laughs> close the oven door. <laughs> new shit, new shit. <laughs> clue, clue, clue. Damn, you know people won't get that reference. Damn. I was just talking to somebody who was born in 96 that I worked. That's your with. first problem? Why are you talking and to the youngins? Don't ever do that to yourself. Well, don't do that to It was a group yourself. meeting. And I was like, shit. I was like, damn, Jay Z's album, Reasonable Doubt, didn't even come out yet. And he, you were like right there when it came out. That's crazy. Um, I'm old, man. Yeah. It's okay. All good. It's all good.
0: Microaggressive goop. Actually, we can't call it that when it comes to us. Yeah. Mm. Plop. Plop. <laughs> Plop. Uh, if that if that does not close this episode out, I don't know what does. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say let's do this again, but let's do something better than this next time. Yeah, let's, let's, let's try <laughs> next. Let's give <laughs> some effort next
1: time. Let's plan some shit. <laughs> Alright, Alright, <laughs> one. All right. one.